man, this is the Cornbell Cowboy, the one called Manders, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Woo! Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you retire and then come back. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This has been a long-anticipated interview with Eric Stevens. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at Maneuver. Net. Like I said, this is an interview with Eric Stevens. It's been months in the making. I'm so happy to have him on the line. Eric, how's it going this evening? Justin, thank you for having me. And it's going very well, all things, things considered. And I have to say, uh, just a little correction on your intro, retired, came back, retired, and came back again. Uh, all <laughs> that last, the last retirement, um, didn't last, stick as long as the first one, but, uh, I was planning on quitting and I came back again. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm sweeping that under the rug. I had quit, but I'm back for the time being. Which I even said, like when everything was going on, like if we, we just got a year from you, I was so happy about that because I really didn't know who you were prior to that, but to be introduced to, like your wrestling, your Twitter, your YouTube, like that has been so much fun to me just to follow. And I'd figure like, obviously those things are going to keep going on. You're just not going to have any more matches. So I was like, well, I I got cookies out of this too. So fuck it. Like, this is good. Yeah. I mean, I plan to, to stick around regardless. And, you know, the, a lot of people may not realize this, but one of the main reasons I came back was Twitter. I joined Twitter just to kind of bullshit and talk about wrestling, post some food stuff every now and then, um, some other random topics. And I began to get back into independent professional wrestling. And long story short, I started watching more independent wrestling. And I was like, man, there's all these great guys. I want to wrestle these dudes. Then I got drunk and randomly tweeted out, as I always do when I get drunk, tweet some bullshit, which turned out to be a um, – Kind of a, a an official unretirement announcement, and lo and behold, that hook attracted some some uh, some interested parties, and the rest, as they say, is history. And ho- hopefully, when all this shit is said and done, we 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 do get to see you again because I think that's what sucks too. Is um, you had what was supposed to be like that final weekend erased, or even the final like couple weeks erased, and mm-hmm. then. Um, now all this is set in even more to where, okay, yeah, you're coming back, but when? Right. I mean, but everybody's wondering when. So mm-hmm. we're, I, I think that's one of the things that 
makes this a little bit easier to digest for us professional wrestlers that we're all going through the same thing together. Some of us, you know, have better situations than others. Some of us have lost our jobs um, that we had outside of professional wrestling. And some of us didn't have those jobs to begin with. So everybody's kind of struggling, but no matter what, we've all lost professional wrestling. It's gone. And so we're all going through the same thing together and we'll all begin at relatively the same time whenever things get back to normal. So one of the things that I've focused on is obviously, you know, staying ready because it's very important to me. You, like you said, I lost those last, those, that last eight matches, nine matches I was going to have, but it lit a fire into my ass because when I decided to come back, I decided to come back, not just to have the little happy ending, the great story, the feel good story that I had when I came back the first time I'm coming back and I don't know for how long this time, um, it could be five years. It could be six months. I don't know. But when I come back this time, I'm coming back to stake my claim as one of the best. I'm not going to settle for anything less than being a top tier guy. I'm not going to be just a novelty act. I'm coming back um, and I'm coming back for belts. I'm coming back for accolades and I'm coming back to be the ace of whatever promotion I'm in. But I think that that sets a different precedent of uh... – you, we knew you're, we were going to have you until WrestleMania. And now, you know, like you said, like it could be five years, it could be six months. So it, I think from yep. a fan's point of view, it's we need to treasure what we have. I can't just say, well, uh, I have X amount of months with Eric or like, well, he's going to he's going to be go- here forever. I mean, you could easily have your final match and then be like, oh, that's it. Like the, I've mm-hmm. accomplished everything. I feel good. I'm going to, you know, ride off in the sunset, which rightfully so. So it's basically we like as fans we got to treasure this shit and really really enjoy it nobody's gonna know besides me when that moment comes you know i could tear my acl my first match back that's it the boots are getting left in the ring because i'm not coming back from that um i could go on an epic tear you know i could go could, just on a complete like crazy run that even eclipses my for my comeback and uh, it could be three years, four years from now, where I decide, you know what, I've done what I need to do. I'm good on this. Uh, it's it's impossible to say what the future holds, but like I said, I'm going to do exactly what I did the, in my comeback. I'm going to give 155 percent every single time I get in that ring. I'm going to come out and try to have the best match on the show. I'm going to just bust my ass and let the cards fall where they may. I know one thing you've been doing in this quarantine. Uh, maybe a little bit more than normal and it's one of my favorite things is the youtube channel family food dude and uh i'm a actually not just me me and my fiance are both huge fans of brooklyn she wanted me to tell you that because we watch those videos and like she's just she's and she's building a personality at the same time too where god give it six months and <laughs> she's gonna be the star of the show she's very spicy she has a lot of both of kelsey my wife and I in her, she looks exactly like my wife at that, at the same age. Mm. Uh, it's, it's uncanny, but, uh, the, the attitude is very much Kelsey. Um, I am a little more stubborn, a little more hard headed and impulsive. And that's, that's, uh, definitely cam in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn is more sass, you know, she's, She's got the attitude, and that's definitely Kelsey. Kelsey was a wild child in her younger days, so that's that's Brooklyn, and she's a star in the making. Just like Cam, you know, you saw it. Like just being in front of the camera at that early uh, that early age, it's you kind of prepared to perform uh, and do things that are entertaining. And I, I, I'm enjoying this this part of it because 
at this age, she doesn't know she's funny. Like yeah. Cam knows he's funny. So now he'll, <laughs> he'll like kind of go over the top with things and, and ham it up. But she just, just is, is a natural and uh, she's cute as a button, obviously. And you know, the worst part about this, this whole thing, besides the lack of wrestling uh, and lack of jujitsu for me, because those are like my two main um, hobbies is that uh, Cam hasn't been able to go to school. Which sucks for him because he hasn't been able to see his friends, and it sucks for Kelsey and I because we get like no time, uh, really, mm-hmm. or to be productive during. So we have to, we've really had to manage our time in a different way and be more, uh, you know, uh, cognizant of how we spend our time. We've had to switch our schedules all about. I'm basically, I make cookies on Mondays, and for the Tuesday through Thursday, I'm single dad. My, you know, Kelsey works from home, so I gotta, I gotta take care of the kids a lot, but. It's given us – it's a double-edged sword because while it's given us less time together, it's given me more time to film reviews. I know a lot of the people that follow our YouTube and our Instagram have appreciated that and I've, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. You know, It's fun to film reviews with them and it's just something else for us to do to bond together. And uh, like, watching Brooklyn kind of evolve the same way Cam did is pretty crazy. Like I didn't start watching it until like – I want to say late December, early January of, you know, this, this, yeah. So, but what, one thing that like me and my fiance do is like, we always love trying new things. This goes back to like, for me as a kid to where like, oh, they released this new version of Oreos or they released uh, these new M&Ms where I'm like, oh, well, I got to try that. Like my dad would come home with like, oh, here, I remember when like, I think uh, mint or almond M&Ms, which were rare, like uh, all of a sudden he's like, he's like, oh, try these. These are new. And I'm like, Okay, so always like trying the new thing, no matter what it was, is something I've loved. So then, like that's basically what you do. So exactly. like, like literally, it's oh, like like me and my fiance. It's like oh, uh, Eric just found this. Like we have to find this now because this mm-hmm. we didn't know that uh, this was out or we knew it was coming, but now it's out. We need to go find it. And um, it's, funny, it's funny you mention that because the whole way that the channel began before kids was that Kelsey and I both love food and we'd follow these food blogs, you know, back when blogs were, were the big deal, you know, you just go to these websites and they would, they would talk about the new releases and we'd see the new pop tart, the new Oreo and we'd go out. And since we didn't have kids and, you know, we just had a lot of free time, we would drive to target, to target, to Walmart, to Walmart, searching for these things. And we, and the, the euphoria of finding that new Oreo, like after searching for it was what we, that's, that was like one of our things to do. I know it sounds super nerdy. Like I, I told you before we started this podcast, there's a lot of different types of nerds and, uh, we are definitely nerds when it comes to food because we will be, we are those people who will go to stores just to find that new product and it was a great bonding experience for us and something we we love to do and um after a while i just got sick of people asking me what yeah i'd post the, the new oreo on my instagram back when i had like 200 followers and i just got sick of people asking what do you think about this it's like okay you know what i'm gonna start reviewing this stuff and this is in the dark ages nobody was doing it on instagram <laughs> so i started doing it and uh, it evolved into what it is today and then like like with like with the kids and everything, like I said, I started you know right around the beginning of the year, and because like me and my fiance like that's so many things, like we would just go through the like the back catalog of like, oh, we tried this, what did he think? Oh, we wanted to try that, what did he think? And in doing that, like I've watched Cam just get younger and younger as yes. it goes. So, but I've I've watched that I've watched that progression even like recently when Brooklyn she like 
raised her skirt up, I was like, oh my God, Cam did the same. Sh- I mean, obviously not a skirt, but like he pulled. He- yeah, showing his wiener. Yeah, he loved doing that at one point. And I'm like, oh my God, it's deja vu. Brooklyn's doing it now. This is hilarious. Yeah, well, Brooklyn does it by accident. Cam yeah. just, he knows what he's doing. He's like, look at my wiener. You know, he's a typical boy. And I love it. You touched on something that's, that's just incredible to me. And it wasn't. It was never my intention, obviously. You know, when I started, the first time I ever included Cam in a review, it was completely by accident. I was doing reviews solo, and Kelsey was doing her hair or something. And I was like, all right, well, can't just leave the, you know, the, the, the eight, nine month old in there with her. I'll just bring him, bring him on board. And I reviewed the thing. He didn't do anything besides look cute. And I must have got like 100 comments about how cute my kid was. I, mm-hmm. you know what? There's some, there might be some uh, something to this. So I started including him and, uh, you know, uh, it took off from there. And it's really, really incredible that you can go onto my YouTube and go back and just kind of click through chronologically and watch my kid and now kids grow up during mm-hmm. the reviews. It's really crazy. And in a way, it's very much like our own home movies. You know, everybody, yeah. uh, you know, when I was growing up, we had those little tiny eight millimeter, you know, camcorder home movies that uh, had to get converted to DVD at some point in just an archaic fashion. But now our, um, our memories, a lot of our memories are on Instagram or on YouTube forever. So, which that's, that's a uh, pretty cool. I even think you get a really cool snapshot of like how much they've aged, especially uh, Brooklyn right now, the end mm-hmm. of videos, like, like they're in a lot of the videos right now. So you see what Brooklyn looks like now. And then you see the peace out cam uh, footage, which a little bit older. Um, so like Brooklyn looks a little bit younger. And then the yeah. mu- the music one with all the social media, like she's even younger. Yeah. So you're just watching like boom, boom, boom. And it's just, I, I love it every time. And it, I, it's crazy that the, the, I think the outro video is like from December and it looks like she's aged like a year since yeah. then. It's just incredible. And that's the, that's the thing. If you don't have kids like that, the jump from one years old, uh, one year old to two years old is wild in terms of everything from the way they look to their behavior to um, just their, their speech to everything. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a gigantic leap. They're completely different human beings. It's crazy. And like when I mentioned about like Brooklyn developing a personality, it's, um, you know, even like in the early uh, cereal time, like she's not really eating the cereal or whatever. (laughs) And now like she's getting more where she's saying more things or like even recently, like so many videos recently where she's like grabbing the food. She's like, nope, nummy. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, I've told so many people. If you don't know anything about kids, the, the. The first child is at kind of disadvantage because they have to learn language um, from their parents. You know, they have to learn how to communicate from their parents. And so it's kind of hard because the the parents are so far ahead of a grown, a grown adult is so far ahead of what a child is capable of at that age. Mm-hmm. But if you're the second child and you are grow up along with your sibling, you pick up things. And that's why Brooklyn has progressed so quickly. She's not even two years old yet. And, the, and her language is so so far past what a lot of a lot of kids her age is because a she's been on camera a lot mm-hmm. and b she's been around cam who will not shut up now like seriously if you guys could see the the footage i have to edit out where he's just talking over me like i'll start to <laughs> give my thoughts and he'll just like go off on a tangent like like i'm not even there 
And um, he just, he's a motor mouth and I love it. But also at the same time, it's like, dude, you got to let me, let me get my thought out before you start talking. And the, the, the ironic part is he will not shut up. And then I'll be like, um, I, and, and I, you'll see this sometimes in the reviews. I just like in the newest one and then at zero time, I will ask him, you know, uh, what he thought about something and I'll just go good. I'm like, really? You give me <laughs> one word. You won't shut up. You talk over me incessantly. Yeah. And then when I finally, I give it to hand it over to you, you give me the good. So he's, uh, he's, he's funny in that way, but, um, it's been crazy to watch him progress from this little shy baby to this motor mouth, uh, three major. Yeah, he he is hilarious too. Like I put Brooklyn over a lot, but I know with Cam too. Like I like you mentioned the hamming it up. Like there's that part, and I always love his rating system because like you could be like, oh, this is a a five, blah blah blah, and he'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, he'll talk about, yeah, I didn't really like it. What'd you think? Ten. Yeah, (laughs) he just wants to be. I think at the end of the day, he just wants to be contrarian because he doesn't want to be like dad. Like if dad gives it a five, oh, it's a ten. If dad uses it a 10, it's a five. Doesn't matter how much he eats of it. That's all. All that matters is that he disagrees with me. He he is a little ham. I, I love yeah. him too. Um, like I said, I've told people like, like it's a fun thing to watch. And like it, I don't know if anybody else does this. This literally me and my fiance watch it together. We no, like I, we, trust me. A lot of people do it because they, they DM me and they'll be like, my wife and I are watching some guy. One of my followers who I'm actually friends with. Um, uh, through a number number of different channels, but he uh, he was watching in his Tesla today. He had like the 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 uh, phone synced up, and oh. I was like, you know, they have those screens in the Tesla. Seen he that. was waiting for something. They're just watching serial time. I'm like that's what I'm talking about right there. That's that's why I do this stuff. Yeah, for us, it's like it's uh, like television to where it's like because I mean we watch it we watch it on our TV, but it's yeah. like oh they came out with a, a new video we have to watch it together, and that, then what what we do. That, that's what we want. You know, yeah. I want people to be excited about new videos. And what we do too is uh, we try to guess your rating. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty like easy when it comes to most foods, ice cream, I'm a little bit stiffer, mm-hmm. but you will rarely see many foods. Cause I'm not going out there like reviewing stuff that I know I'm not going to like. That's dumb. People are like you never give anything below an eight. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't review. I don't like buy foods that I know I'm going to hate. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Like, uh, and I'm very easy to please when it comes to cookies or candy or, you know, most snack foods, things like that. But ice cream, I'm, I'm a snob when it comes to ice cream. So you'll see some fives and fours and sometimes even threes when I do the ice cream solo. But um, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy going for the most part. I was actually surprised you reviewed the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, the uh, ice cream? Yeah. So the funny thing about that is is that I expected to absolutely despise that stuff. I thought it was going to be real, you know, cheap, second-rate crap. And it was not terrible at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after – I don't even – honestly, I can't even remember what the number I gave to the two of them was. But after – eating more of them, I think the Lucky Charms might actually be better than the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So uh, that was this big surprise for me. But, you know, that's why it's important that when you review – when I review stuff, I always tell people, your mileage is going to vary. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel completely different about something than I am. So just because you see somebody, a blogger or somebody like me, an influencer, review something, give it a low rating, you still got to – if it sounds good, do you go out and try it because you might like it. Because I've seen – People were like, somebody was like, I hated the tiramisu Oreos. I'm like, well, I love them. So I don't know what you want me to say about that. I'm sorry that 
my opinion didn't match yours identically. And that's the problem with like reviews is that uh, it's just one person's opinion. Like wrestling. It's just like wrestling. <laughs> it, it is. One person, one person will give the match five stars. The other person will be like, this was the shit. I do not like this at all. And that's how it is. It's just subjective. So I know like I've even – uh, double checked like your ratings when I picked up stuff of stuff that I don't even think I've watched. There was some Ben and Jerry's flavor. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, I've never heard of this before. I wonder if Eric has. Before I tweet him, let me go check his YouTube. Oh, <laughs> there, it's there. It's there. Okay. Uh, he gave it a decent review. I'm going to, all right, I'll, I'll grab it from the, the freezer case. But I know there's been so many times. Like, I know one that blew me away recently um, cannoli uh, uh, from Ben yeah, and Jerry. You know, I, um, Cannoli is tough for me because I don't like really anything about it, but there's one aspect of it, and you probably can understand this, is that those chocolate-covered shell pieces, the cannoli shell pieces, Mm -hmm. just keep me coming back. I don't know what – something about anything with chocolate covering mixed into ice cream, like if it's waffle cone, cannoli shell. um, I make an ice cream. We'll get to my ice cream, but I make an ice cream with like chocolate-covered – golden grams and it's just it's just cracked to me i don't know what it is so that was ice cream that i wasn't really impressed with but at the same time it was hard to stop eating yeah that was one that well, i finished it and then i was like i like next time we go to the store i'm buying another one but after yeah. I, but after i finished that one i was like i'm gonna give it a break from buying it but it's it's still a very good flavor and i i didn't have it the original time it came around i think i was like when it came to like ben and jerry's i was stuck in kind of a I only like certain flavors, and but for me it was like, I'm- <laughs> I you're 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 gonna get me off on a tangent here. When I was when I was younger, um, I regret a lo- this so badly. I only would eat two flavors of Ben and Jerry's. I really like this. Did you only have like a, a rotation of like two or three flavors? Yes, it was two. What was it? Uh, Stephen Colbert's American Dream, which this was like the the two thousands when I first okay. uh, when I first started getting into them, and then. A flavor that they technically got rid of, but quote brought it back recently, but not under the same name, was the original s'mores. Um, I hated the original s'mores, honestly, and I don't think that the uh, the newer version, uh, what's it called? G- uh, Gimme s'mores. Gimme s'mores. Yeah, sorry, I'm like seven out of ten drunk right now. <laughs> Gimme s'mores is a significant improvement, but still not to the point where I'm like I enjoy it. Ben Jerry's has not made a good s'mores flavor, but. So I had a rotation, and this is obviously going to date me as well. Uh, I would only eat chocolate chip cookie dough, and um, I would also eat uh, peanut butter cup. So, uh, and for those of you who don't know, peanut butter cup was just chocolate ice cream with peanut butter cups. It was very basic. Mm-hmm. And I know if you know anything about me, you're probably surprised by that. But that's just the way I was when I was when I was younger. I was a, a very overweight teenager, and I liked what I liked. And I didn't. I, I missed so many great. If you go to the Ben and Jerry's website, they have a section called the Graveyard, where they they have a catalog of all the flavors they've retired. And I missed out on a lot of stuff. And for those of you who don't know, I've been to the Ben and Jerry's headquarters uh, because I'm like this VIP guy, even though I'm whatever, I'm just, I bust their balls constantly, but they also respect me. So, uh, I have a nice working relationship with them and I got to go there and they had this, this area where they have all the retired pints. And I was looking at all these flavors. I'm like, man, I missed out on all this stuff because 
I was just this picky eater that mm-hmm. only liked two flavors. And you probably can relate because you missed out on a lot of stuff too. Yeah. And um, like, damn, I wish I would have tried this. I missed out. I was because I've been eating Ben and Jerry since like '96, but I only ate two flavors for the first basically ten years of my life. I missed out on a lot of good stuff. Another one that I got into was a uh, uh, Magnum ice cream. Oh yeah. Oh god. For, sh- for sure, Magnum is a is a gimmick, but it's a gimmick that is great i i feel it's great i mean who doesn't want a chocolate shower on their ice cream right mm-hmm. like uh, i used to love going to dairy queen and getting the dip cone yeah and like i exactly dairy queen is is dog shit bottom dollar uh bottom sorry bottom of the barrel ice cream but you coat soft serve and chocolate shell it's delicious mm-hmm. you know and magnum it's the same thing but it's actually good ice cream with the chocolate shell around it so it's like the bars except it's a pint and mm-hmm. it's it's really it's fun too because you get to like crack the top, eat the shards, eat some ice cream, eat some more chocolate shards. If you don't like ice cream, you don't like the chocolate part of it, you're not going to enjoy it because it's you know it's kind of like eating a candy bar and uh, ice cream at the same time. But I, I love it. Uh, we're, we're talking about ice cream, and I want to talk yeah. about your ice cream and cookies. Okay, because I, I do love the cookies. Like those things are just. <laughs> now like you know thorn just said recently on the aw podcast like those things aren't cookies they're they're something else and t- but to me like there's oh god they're so good um so go so with, with with that and it's funny you mentioned that because i actually brought this up with with what i met it might have been with john or it might have been on on drew on on beyond wrestling's podcast but the reason i got into food is the same reason i got into wrestling so when i when i was growing up I watched uh, – I have, I have a little bit of a different story when it comes to getting into professional wrestling because a lot of people grew up and they, they started watching wrestling at a young age. I didn't. I didn't get into it until the late 90s. So I was brought up on like ECW, uh, J- Japanese tapes from tape trading, and um, the Monday Night Wars. So I missed out on a lot of stuff. But I, uh, I gravitated towards the guys who were really good wrestlers like Dean Malenko. You know, I was bringing up Dean Malenko because he was just like such a great technician. And uh, or guys that would have uh, these great matches like Chris Benoit, you know, he's we know we know the story there. But, you know, these guys that had these great matches, um, the Luchadors and WCW, and they make me feel a certain type of way. You know, I'd watch these matches and I would just feel this emotion. I'd watch these these junior heavyweight matches like um, first Japanese tip I ever got was Jacob 94. And it made me feel a certain way. And. I wanted to make people – I got into wrestling because I wanted to make people feel that way. I wanted them to feel that elation, that 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 excitement uh, over the course of a wrestling match. That was the high I get. I didn't, I didn't get into wrestling to get rich or to get famous or any of that. I just wanted to make people feel great. And so food is the exact same way. Like I didn't get into cookies to make a living. I mean I'm making a living, which is great and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so blessed to do that. But – I just wanted to make people feel the same way I felt when I ate food, you know, uh, and we'll talk about ice cream in a second, but with cookies, you know, I've had a lot of cookies in my life and cookies make me feel really good. I don't know about you, but I want to make people feel the same way. Some other companies like, um, Levain or city cakes or big fat cookie. I've had their cookies. And I'm like, man, I want to make, I want to make people feel the way I, pe- I feel right now. So that's why I got into cookies and it's such such a, a great feeling for me to hear people like you or anybody else who's had my cookies tell me like oh so good that's the greatest reward 
to me. Uh, not making a living off of cookies, which like I said, which is nice, but just to hear people give me that feedback, and this is the best cookie I've ever had. That is all I really wanted. Like, I think we have one left in the fridge and it's the, I think they're the, what are they, lemon? Oh yeah. You got that one saved up? Yeah. We have one last one. I think we we ate our second to last one last weekend. Lemon Kit Kat. That's one. White chocolate chips. Yeah. Lemon cake. Yeah. So, so That's good. one of my favorites because I love lemons, so. Yeah. Um, and then I know, like, I think when we officially eat the last one, I'll, we'll probably make another order because um, they are just so good. And it's one of those things. How many times can you eat just one cookie and be fine? See, for me, I'm, I'm a different kind of animal because I'm surrounded by snack food all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by cookies all the time. I'm surrounded by ice cream all the time. So I've, over time, developed this this kind of discipline where it's like for me it's a job and um I, to, to backtrack the first time i went to ben and jerry's that we they had the 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 uh i forget the name what they what they call um flavored flavor gurus i don't know i can't remember the name of it but they have a name for the people who come up with the flavors at ben and jerry's and it blew my mind to hear the main guy at ben and jerry's the guy that comes up with the flavors tell me that he doesn't really eat ice cream. Like what? You don't need that. But I understand now when you're constantly bombarded and just overwhelmed with this kind of food all the time, you don't have the same kind of feeling about it. It's kind of more, it's more like sometimes you look at it like work, it's fun work, but it's still work. So you don't have that desire to eat 16 cookies in a row. You know, you kind of just like, taste your cookie okay i need to work on this it's a little too flowery i need to put some more butter here there you know you're a little more um i guess objective about things so i understand that and i uh i love ice cream and i love cookies but i do not get high on my own supply (laughs) so i taste enough to know if it's good or not but i do not um overindulge I, I i do with other people's stuff don't get me wrong but with my stuff i am just about beta testing and that's all so what you're telling me is you also don't underestimate the other guy's greed correct uh <laughs> i you know what's funny too is like sundays for me are is beta testing day now mm-hmm. you know i don't want to call it like a cheat day because i hate stuff i hate that term mm-hmm. but i do eat more calories on that day and because of that that's the day I tend to work on my new recipes the most because I have to, I have to taste them because you know, whatever food subjective and all that. But if I don't like it, I'm not going to make it. And I think that I'm a pretty good judge of, of food for the most part, because that's kind of like how I made my name and, and people know me for that. And, um, I've been eating food for a long time. So, uh, at the same time, I know not everybody's going to love my stuff, but, the I like Kelsey is usually a pretty good litmus test as well because she's super basic and if she likes it then I know like eighty five percent of our customer base will like it. What are all your uh, ice cream flavors? So ice cream is interesting and it's a little ironic because the whole reason cookies came about is because of the ice cream. Most people know cookies and cream because of the cookies. The funny thing is, is that when I started this company. I planned to open an ice cream shop and I was making ice cream flavors and one of the flavors involved cookies and I was buying cookies from Publix 
And my wife saw me bring home this, you know, bunch of cookies from Publix one time, which are great cookies, mind you, completely different kind of cookies than ours. Uh, but she saw me bring all these cookies. She's like, why don't you just make your own cookies? Why don't you make your own cake for your mixings? Why don't you make your own, your baked goods? I was like, ah, I don't know how to bake. You know, <laughs> I don't, I suck at baking. I'm not going to be able to do that. She goes, just try. And I started thinking about it. You know what? Uh, our town, Sarasota, doesn't really have a cookie place. We don't have a, um, a knockdown, drag out, you know, best big good spot. We get some good cupcake places, some good donut places, but no, no great cookie places. So you know what? I, uh, I was like, you know what? Maybe we can get that niche. We can get that that spot. So I took the Levain cookie recipe and I made it, and it wasn't good. So I made it again. It wasn't good. Made it again. It wasn't good. Made it again. Wasn't good. So repeat, 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 repeat. Got progressively less bad every single time I did it until it got to a point where I was like, you know what, this is pretty good. And I posted some pictures on my social media and uh, my, my Instagram stories, and people started to get interested. Like, I would buy this cookie. I'm like, word? Let's give this a shot. So that's kind of how Cookies and Cream Sarasota cr- was created. In reality, uh, you know, I, I picked the way I pictured it was that we would start an ice cream shop that made cookies. But in, like I said, in reality, it's going to be an ice, it's going to be a cookie shop that also has ice cream because the cookies took off way faster than I ever imagined. When are we going to get shipping on the ice cream? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you know, every time I, I regret posting, I want to share it because I'm very proud of my ice cream. As much as people love my cookies, I want everybody to know that I'm exponentially more proud exponentially more excited about my ice cream because that's my passion it's always been my passion but unfortunately the logistics behind producing and shipping ice cream is way more difficult than cookies um i was i had fully prepared to start beta testing the shipping of my ice cream uh this month or last month sorry but the, the with pandemic fedex has hiked up their rates so even shipping in state is pretty uh, prohibitive in terms of uh, profit. So uh, I got some beta testers lined up in Florida, but until all this stuff settles down, nobody's going to get to taste it outside of Florida just because it's just, um, I mean, to ship to Georgia, it's like $160 and yeah. it's just wild to me right now. So um, I understand it. It's a pandemic. I, I, I know. But I cannot wait to bless the world with my ice cream because uh, I'm a pretty humble guy, but I got some good flavors, man. I got some really good flavors that I think people are going to lose their minds over. I think with like knowing how good the cookies are and seeing the ice cream, it's like, well, one's good. Let's try the other. And that's kind of where I am. And then when you, you throw out s'mores, like that's the thing that I'm a sucker for. Oh, they come, yes. out, they come out with this s'mores. Oh, I got to try it. Yeah. I s'mores so like I told you about the Ben and Jerry's. I was never a big fan of the s'mores ice cream from them, and Seven um, Eleven made a really great s'mores. But I always was determined to create a better s'mores ice cream because it's a flavor that a lot of companies try, but a lot of companies don't really do that well. So I was like, you know what? I want to do it the best, and I've made so many different versions of it. And the last version I made, I was like, and look, I'm pretty humble when it comes to my stuff. But I made it. I was like, this, this is it. This is it. I am proud of this. And very rarely will I say I'm proud of something. But just to give you guys an idea, it's so it's a it's a it's a graham ice cream, but I 
this last version, I took the graham crackers and I toasted them first. Ooh, ooh. And I steeped them in the ice cream. So there's a toasted graham ice cream. It's not just like graham cracker ice cream, toasted graham ice cream. And then I torched the s'mores. I tore, sorry, I torched the marshmallow for the for the filling, the fluff. It's I got a fluff swirl. So I torched that to give it that kind of s'moresy feel. Mm-hmm. And then the crunch aspect of it, because I'm really big on texture. Many of my ice creams have both the swirl and a crunchy part of it. Uh, I covered uh, golden grams chocolate. And this is not me like selling or anything, because obviously I don't sell ice cream yet. But the chocolate covered gram, the golden grams is like my crack. I could eat 20 pounds of this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's the best. I don't know if it's like eating a frozen s'more at all but for me in terms of a s'mores ice cream it is exactly what i've always wanted and i think that if you make food that's what you do you don't make food for what you think people are going to want you design it in your what you think you envision the perfect version of so this is the perfect version of s'mores ice cream and uh it's a lot of marshmallow too and i know people will appreciate that so i can't wait to share it with the world it reminds me of yeah. do, you, do you remember the old s'mores ice cream um cereal yes well they make they, they so there's two different for those of you guys who are clueless about this stuff and and not uh fat kids like us there was two versions of s'more cereal there's a kellogg's version and a post version the kellogg's version was okay i don't know how everybody feels about this but the post version is the best to me, it just came back out. Mm-hmm. It was um, branded as the Madagascar cereal for a while, but now it's just it's honey made s'mores. Mm-hmm. It's just three uh, cereal elements combined: it's golden grams, cocoa puffs, and uh, dehydrated marshmallows, mm-hmm. which really is the essence of s'mores, if you ask me. But the Kellogg s'mores, which I think that's what you're referencing, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, was just like it, they kind of just lumped everything together into the pieces, and it was good. Not as good as the other version to me, but that's kind of what I was going for. I wanted a crunch. I knew I wanted a crunch in s'mores because look, you can have you can have a s'mores ice cream, but without the graham cracker, what do you got? You know? Yeah. Uh, now, now, now I want s'mores. <laughs> exactly. You want the graham. You want the crunch, right? The crunch of the outside mm-hmm. of the graham, and then you bite through that, and then you get to the gushy part. You get the chocolate, which is melted, and the marshmallow, which is also melted. So you gotta have crunch. Uh, another thing that I I really gravitated towards you, uh, become me being a fan. It I learned a little bit about it more through the YouTube and the, the Instagram. Is uh, you're a dog person, and yes, one one breed in particular is you have a Frenchie. Name of course, name Batman, which is amazing. What's the story? The story on Batman? of Batman. The story of Batman is pretty funny because we went to a breeder for him, mm-hmm. and in the initial discussions with this said breeder, we had talked about getting a female, and we went there, and we were like, my wife and I had already decided on the name. We were going to name her Cupcake, Cupcake, Frenchie. It's cute as shit. Perfect. That's it. So we get there, and they bring us a dog, and I'm like. This is a boy. She's like, oh, this is all I have. And I look at him and I'm like, it wasn't even like a reluctant thing because he was cute as shit. I was just, there's no way that I was going to not take this dog. But he was all black, a little white patch on the chest, of course. Yeah. And I said, you know what? We'll take him. And I will name him Batman. My wife didn't even like battle it. She's not a nerd. My wife is not a nerd at all. She didn't fight with it whatsoever because she knew. She looked at him, tall ears, black patch on the chest you know the emblems there 
Batman. That's it. So uh, it was love at first sight. And I honestly, you know, my wife talks about getting big dogs because we have a, we have a couple other dogs. Um, we have a Rhodesian Ridgeback and a pug as well. But and she talks about getting a, like a big dog every once in a while. But you know what? I I'm at the point where I would just be happy with getting Frenchies for the rest of my life because they're just so smart. They have so much personality. They're so cute. I've always loved flat faced dogs. You mm-hmm. know, I love Boston's. I love pugs. I love Frenchies. But uh, I've owned all three of those actually. But the Frenchies are the best in my opinion. I love how much of a clown Frenchies are. Um, yeah, uh, and th- they're very low maintenance. Like my dog, um, I didn't, I didn't tell you her name, did I? I don't think so. Uh, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, so I named her Zool. That's great. And I, th- I, th- the more and uh, more I think about it, like through the years, like that was like the perfect name for her because I was a toss between two names, and that's the one that I'm like, you, you kind of look like a terror dog, and just it's, it's <laughs> they do kind of look like that. Yeah, so. That's- um, I'm pretty sure they designed those those after like bulldogs. Maybe English bulldogs were definitely a bulldog because of the way their stance is. So, but that's that's funny. My son, I, my uh, Cam, actually just um, started to understand Ghostbusters recently. He's never has seen the movies, but because of me and my nerddom and <laughs> all the figures and stuff I have, he's like, oh, because he saw a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man Funko Pop, and he asked me about it. He's like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? And I'm like, well, he's a bad guy technically, but he doesn't even know he's a bad guy. He's like, really? Why? Yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, don't listen. We'll, we'll just watch the movie. So that's kind of how he knows most characters. He has still never seen a Star Wars movie, but yet he can name you. He knows pretty much the entire main cast even some of like the he even knows general grievous never seen uh, any of the the movies but um that's the one of the benefits of having a nerd dad i guess <laughs> yeah there was a there was a video that i know like he said like stay puff marshmallow band like me like as a huge yeah, fan yeah. i was like oh, yes yes cam yes he knows, he knows the ghostbusters theme song never seen ghostbusters so wow. uh that's one of those things if you don't have kids and you're a nerd like myself it's kind of one of those things that you really want to to start but they won't be ready for it. like video games like cam's still not really ready for it i, I know some parents start their kids in the video games earlier we're kind of very we're very conservative when it comes to screen time so there will be a, a point where him and i will will spend a lot of time playing video games and watching uh movies that i grew up on but right now he's all uh he's all you know blippy and and uh mickey mouse so i'm cool with that but i uh going back to like i love i love batman i love uh, i think there's like one thing i see with like uh frenchie owners it's like oh you got a frenchie that's awesome like yes uh i, don't, I, I lose my mind every time I, I see a french bulldog on the street i lose my mind it's i'm just i'm very unhealthy in that way <laughs> um i know we don't have much time left with you uh because you you got to get back to uh family time you gotta get uh, back to your uh wife but uh we end this show with uh the fave five questions so we're gonna get into those right now let's do it hey this is booker t five time champ and this is the fave five questions now can you dig it all right question number one which a lot of people know i have a lot of food questions so you will be mainly food questions okay uh let's start with actually because this is i know your answer on this and <laughs> we're rare should say a lot of these. I'm gonna know your your answer, but bacon or sausage? Uh, mm, you know what? I 
I don't have a clear favorite here, honestly. Oh, but yeah. um, only because I've I've been cooking a lot of sausage lately for the kids, and I have I've kind of grown to love it again. But um, and bacon I think is largely overrated. But I you know when it comes to breakfast meats, I'm just I don't I'm kind of I'm kind of agnostic because I just I love eggs for for my breakfast protein but i don't really care either way for breakfast meat i don't know how you guessed me yet so i don't want to disappoint you because i you feel like you've already got me decided but i'm gonna go sausage i i had you on sausage because you had the bacon is overrated rant and is bacon people will worship bacon like it's great and it's really it's there's no breakfast meat that's really great you know eggs are the greatest part of breakfast uh, outside of you know the starches but um i just i don't have, I really care like if you if someone's just like you can either have an omelet or you can have bacon i'm like i'm taking that omelet every time i've never heard anybody kind of like go with a different answer of eggs but man i love omelets dude i love frittatas i love i just love eggs scrambled eggs over easy hard wood doesn't matter but meats I love meat, but breakfast meats I can I can live without them. All right, question number two: wings, bone in or out? Bone in or out? Yeah. If they're if bone out, they're chicken nuggets. So, uh, <laughs> if, if you're giving me wings, I want the bone in. Okay. And I want drumsticks uh, every time. I'm a drumstick guy. That is a part I've added recently. Of like, okay, if you say in uh, drums or flats, I'm more of a flat guy. But I've explained to people. I mean, I'm not going to throw away a drumstick. Flats are just just harder to eat. You know, like there's more technique to it. So you can just, you got to, you got to approach it a different way. But the drumsticks, you just can just suck that thing dry. It's way easier. I can slam flats easier. Like you just like mess with the end, put it in your mouth and just rip the meat off with your teeth. Oh, I mean, I think that's why people like buffalo wings because it's such a, like a primordial prehistoric, just a, just a. Uh, you just be like a straight Neanderthal and just suck meat off a bone. That's why wings are great. And it's making me real sad because I always associate wings with the football season. And I'm not really sure football season is going to happen this year. And now I'm sad. But next question. Do you want football season to happen? That's not a question, but with everything. I don't with- you know. I, at this point, it's just like <laughs> I, I just, this year's a wash. Let's just move on to 2021. Could be worse. You could be a Browns fan. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, question number three, rank the fast food chicken nuggets mainly between McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Wendy's is our clear number one. Spicy chicken nuggets. I don't know if that's like a loophole or not, but Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets is the clear number one here. Now, so this this is the hard part because I feel like Burger King does a lot of things well, but chicken is not one of them. And McDonald's, I hate McDonald's. I know some people are going to hate me for that, for saying that. But I just do not like McDonald's. I really never have. Outside of the McGriddle and the apple pies, they're worthless. But I'm going to still put McDonald's number two. Maybe just for nostalgic reasons because I grew up eating mad chicken nuggets from mm-hmm. McDonald's. But um, yeah, and the honey mustard dipping sauce is bomb. So yeah, McDonald's number two, Burger King number three. Question number four. Um, how do you feel about ketchup on hot dogs? I... I'm actually a huge ketchup truther. Oh. I love ketchup on everything. Some people don't like ketchup on eggs. I love it. I love ketchup on hot dogs. I love ketchup on burgers. 
I'm actually like a, like an equal opportunity ketchup mustard guy. So I um, I typically will put depending on what the burger is, just ketchup. But I'm not against ketchup and mustard. So I uh, ketchup on hot dogs for sure, man. As long as you give me some uh, mustard too, I I don't think I would ever eat. I would. I can, uh, let me put it this way: I can eat a burger with ketchup only, mm. but I could not eat a hot dog with ketchup only. Ketchup and mustard, yes. Um, but it's just it'd be weird to just have a, a hot dog with just ketchup. I don't know why I feel differently about burgers, but that's just the way I am. I think that's it's a mainly a question for people who have heavy Chicago influence, whether they grew up around that. Yes, area. I, I, I was gonna. I was about to say it's not. A, it's not something a Southern person thinks about it's definitely a midwestern question because hot dogs are a summer thing in in florida and largely it's the same condiments it's ketchup mustard relish and like some onion maybe and we just put it all on there we don't really care yeah so i think i've found in my in my travels and discussions that it's a much more passionate subject among midwesterners than it is any other in a region in the country because Chicago people and Ohio people really take hot dogs seriously. And uh, I personally just, I, nobody hate me for this, but I don't really give a shit about hot dogs. I'm a burger guy. Um, I'll eat a hot dog, but uh, especially because my kids eat hot dogs, like, like it's going out of style, but um, I'm a burger guy. So I don't really care. Like, I don't know how, how seriously we take it. I mean, I, I do know that, you know, with the Cleveland Indians, we have the the condiment race where we have people yeah. that are dressed up in ketchup hot dogs and, I mean, ketchup, mustard, and uh, what is it? Onion might be the other one. Yeah. And but like, I feel like Chicago and Ohio and that, the, like, the, I feel like hot dogs are more prevalent there because it's it's a base it's really a baseball food if you think about it you know like it's a food you associate with baseball and in florida as you can see by the attendance at the devil rays games (laughs) or the the marlins games nobody gives a shit about baseball we really don't we're a florida or we're we're a football state florida's a football state we don't really care about baseball so um we don't really think about hot dogs that often until it's you know Fourth of July or Memorial Day or something like that. So I'm really, really kind of ambivalent on that stuff. I just, I just, I hot dogs are I can take them or leave them. But if I'm gonna do it, I I'm the kind of guy that does it all. I'm just like, give me the mustard, give me the ketchup, give me the relish, give me the onions, and we're good. I think the funny thing about Ohio is I feel, especially like in Northeast Ohio, we are more football than anything. I mean, yeah. the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is here. But yeah, but you also have a very big baseball franchise as well. Like it's yeah. like a, a a franchise with history. Like the Cleveland Indians are legit. Like for us in Florida, we've had a Super Bowl champion. We've had um, Stanley Cup, you know. But we've had <laughs> baseball. Obviously, it's um, you know it's it's tough. So especially growing up here, you play baseball. But it's kind of like the thing you do in between football seasons mm-hmm. as a kid. You're like, well, it's not football season, so time to do a little league. And then you just kind of count, count the days until football again. So, But um, hot dogs are always an interesting subject for me because I don't feel uh, passionate about them. I do enjoy them when the time comes, but I'm definitely just a burger guy. I agree with you there. And uh, question number five, let's go with 
Pancakes or waffles? Woo! Pancakes. And this 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 answer will change depending on the day. Um, and really, it's a textural thing. Pancakes are obviously softer, fluffier. Waffles have those ridges, and they're a little bit crispier. But right now, I'm going to say pancakes. Tomorrow, you can ask me. I will say waffles. Waffles have those little like divots where the the syrup collects, and it's real nice. Mm. But right now, I just the first thing that came to me was pancakes. I was like, oh, pancakes. Yeah, I want to fucking eat some pancakes right now. But tomorrow, you could ask me when I'm sober, and I might say waffles. But that's just the way it goes. I think that's one of those things where there's no losers. No matter what you pick, you're picking the right thing. I agree. I, there's a handful of other questions we have like that where it's just, where do you do you lie on this? Not necessarily there's a right or wrong. It's just... Like what? Like what? Hit me with some quick ones. Lightning round. Um, Adam's family or monsters, not food related, but it's... Oh, Adam's family, easily. But it's still like any... Yes. Yeah, you like doesn't matter where you lie. Just respect the historical significance of the monsters, but... Um, you know, nostalgically, Adam's family. Uh, other non-food related one. Uh, do you sleep with your bedroom door open or closed? Closed. See, that's how I'm I always... kidding. Ah, that's true. I've uh, I have a cat, so that cat, if you close the door, is very annoying. So I've had to learn how to adapt to that because I my whole life I've been door closed. Yeah. Uh, stepbrothers or Talladega Nights? Oh, stepbrothers. This is. For some people, this would be a harder one, but Step Brothers is legit one of my favorite comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. If for no other reason than the scene at the, at the dinner table fucking kills me every time. I mean, it's just that's the apex of comedy for me. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very much a man child when it comes to my sense of humor. So the, uh, <laughs> There's so many quotables. I'm not even going to like waste my time trying to remember them, but that's definitely a step brothers for me. Uh, it definitely depends on your taste because people could take it differently. Like I have Pepsi or Coke. Uh, Coke. Same. Uh, I could not stand Pepsi, but I know like if you like it, I mean, it doesn't. It's very, it's it's close, but definitely a Coke guy. Uh, I'm going to give you two really quick. Okay. Uh, favorite video game console. Now, this is the hardest question you've asked in this entire podcast. <laughs> as a nerd, as a lifelong nerd, it's very difficult. You have to kind of bring in, you have to think about so many different aspects. As somebody, if you're over 35 and somebody asks you this question, it's not cut and dry because you have to think about the nostalgic factor. You have to think about the catalog of games. You have to think about the hardware itself. You have to think about so many different aspects. The the time of your life, it's like it's like music. Certain mu- certain like albums affect you more, even if they're not that good. They remind you of a certain time in your life mm-hmm. that you're very um, uh, nostalgic for. Uh, so I gotta. Oh man, fuck! It's it's between two. All right, it's between the Sega Dreamcast and the Xbox 360 because. The Sega Dreamcast, shit, no, Nintendo 64 is in there too. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's a three-way dance because let me just, let me just say Nintendo 64 was like the, the console of my college years. Nothing but Perfect Dark, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, uh, GoldenEye, and No Mercy. Just with my, my boys in our, in our, in our shared apartment. 
And then you got the 360, which is like the game I played the most online. Uh, I, you know, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Gears of War, Grand Theft Auto 4. Just like so many hours invested there. And then the Sega Dreamcast, huge, huge part of my youth. Um, God of the Day came out in 99, <laughs> went out to the mall, picked it up in Babbage's, got the pre-order, played NFL uh, 2K to my eyes bled. You know, it's just there. And there's so many classic moments. But when I come back to it, what's the console I played the most? What's the console that had the most classic moments? And I'm going to come back to the Xbox 360. That's it. That's it. I'm going to settle with that. It's my final answer. The Xbox 360 right now is my favorite console of all time. And then what goes kind of with that favorite arcade game of all time? Uh, Mortal Kombat 2. That's super easy because <laughs> I played, dude, I played, so Mortal Kombat was a huge part of my life. The first one, um, I still remember somebody telling me about it. Like, I remember we got on the bus one day. And some guys, some kid, and for for kids who were born after like 2000, you'll never understand the pre-internet era, the way things traveled, the way things were communicated, the way you heard about things. It was either you heard about them in EGM or GamePro, or you heard about them from your friend. And I mm-hmm. still remember to this day, I was on the bus, and one of my friends was like, "Yo, there's this new game." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yeah, man. There's like a robotic uh, ninja." And there's this other guy, and you can, like, tear people's heads off. And I was like, what? And it's like, yeah, this other guy tears a person's heart out. And I go, huh? And there's another ninja that freezes people. And I was – my brain was imploding. And I didn't <laughs> believe him because I thought he was bullshitting because kids do that. Yeah, yeah. Just make, you know, just make shit up. And I remember going to the mall uh, to Dream Machine. That was the name of our arcade. And they had it. And there was Mortal Kombat. And there was a line. And I was like, ah, whatever. This is dumb. But I waited, and I played it, and I was like – Wow, there's blood flying everywhere. People's heads are getting ripped off. This is legit. And I hadn't, you know, NBA Jam was really big, but this was so much bigger because it was obviously one-on-one fighting, um, and it wasn't sports. And uh, it was huge. And then Mortal Kombat 2 came out, dude. I I still remember memorizing all the finishers, all the all the uh, you know the fatalities, all the special moves, having a printout like. In the in the paper with the uh, the dot matrix printer, you know, with the the tear off yeah. tabs on the sides, and Mortal Kombat Two was such a huge part of my life. I actually just ordered a Mortal Kombat Two poster for my man cave because it was one of those things. That just uh, man, uh, it's hard to explain if you didn't live through it. But that's the the greatest arcade game of all time for me. And with uh, with the Fave Five questions and on our Booker T, there's actually a sixth question. I tailor that yeah. around my guests. I've asked you a lot of questions. But uh, when it comes to all the food you've reviewed on uh, YouTube for Family Food Dude, even even before it was before that, what do you think has been the worst? That just so, bad memory. Um, I had I've reviewed a lot of food from other countries, and I believe it's a North Korean version. And North Korea has a lot of good, great, a lot of great food. Um, I don't know if this is just exclusively North Korea. It might just be a Korean food, but Korea has a lot of great cereals and some good Oreo flavors. They actually were responsible for the tiramisu uh, Oreo thins, which are fantastic. But they also came out with this, this series of fruit flavored Oreos, one of them being a grape flavored Oreo. And it's a chocolate cookie with grape flavored cream. And it was the most horrid tasting thing. Imagine a 
grape Robitussin flavored cream in between Ugh. two chocolate Oreo cookies. It was so bad that I had to spit it out and I very rarely spit stuff out. And that's what gets a zero or a one um, from me. It was the worst thing I've ever tasted. It was just so bad. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like maybe Flintstone vitamins, but combined with chocolate, which yeah, it's not a great, not a great thing at all. I've had some bad stuff, but that's the one that sticks with me. God, in between that and their subscription box, like Oreo has had some really low marks for you. <laughs> Yeah, they, you know, they, they're not, they're not hundred percent. Nobody is yeah. even Ben and Jerry's. They get on my bad side every now and then, but, uh, that was, that was not something that I would ever see coming stateside because grape, it was, it just reminded me of a grape chewable Flintstone vitamin or some NyQuil, grape NyQuil in between two chocolate cookies. And that's not something anybody wants to experience. Ugh. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Any, uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, cookies and cream, Sarasota.com. That's my cookie site. Uh, I don't really need to plug it because I cannot keep up with the demand as of right now. And it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong, but man, with the, the pandemic only being able to bake one day a week, it, it frustrates me because I want to get everybody cookies. I want you all to have cookies, but that's my website. And eventually we're going to have brick and mortar here in Sarasota. We're going to be able to make a ton of cookies for both local people and online people and uh, hopefully some ice cream as well. And then of course there's just all the social media and. And I wrestle, I wrestle every once in a while. I'm sure I will uh, wrestle at some point again in the near future. Uh, I don't, I don't plan to wrestle every weekend of the month. I don't plan to be like this, like super world traveler or anything, but I will be continuing my career in sporadic, uh, uh, fashion for the next, you know, I don't know, maybe at least few months. We'll see. Like I said, I don't want to promise anything until we get this, this shindig started again. So, but yeah, I'm still a wrestler. You can follow me on uh, the Family Food Dude account, Family Food Dude on Instagram for all the reviews and stuff. If you want to follow my wrestling, which is boring compared to the food, that's Eric Stevens 82 on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, oh yeah, Family Food Dude on Instagram and YouTube as well. Uh, there's a YouTube channel, which is like kind of the thing I'm focused on building in the near future because Instagram, I feel like as a platform it's very hard to grow on these days because everybody's kind of plateaued to where they're at no matter how big your account you are yeah nobody's gonna start gaining exponentially more followers but youtube i am um still kind of new at so uh follow me on youtube and watch my cute kids they're way better than i am they are fantastic i know like i said before Brooklyn's my favorite, but I know I've seen people who whose cam's their favorite. It's 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 so much fun. It's I love tuning in. And um, you could find myself at Heavyset three three zero on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at watermaneuver.net. One more time, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to fine podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Kick Out at Two, Wrestling Nerds Radio Network featuring the IndieCast, and This Makes No Sense. 
Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, the Co-Host Wrestling Show, the Spotlight Series, IWTV Guide, and At Odds with Wrestling. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designers of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're a family food dude. Later. Sometimes you wanna go away